Hey everyone, welcome to the Historia podcast. So before we get started, I just wanted to say a quick thank you to those of you who have already subscribed to us on Spotify. And for those of you who have not, please do. Um, and also, really quick announcement, you can um, now find us on Google Podcasts and on iTunes and we will look into going on to different platforms in the future. But for now, we're just going to be on those three. And you can find links to all three of these platforms in the description bar below. So originally, I wanted to make this creation myth episode our first episode, but because there was a lot of research that needed to be done, and also because material did not come in on time, I just made the episode about the man in the iron mask, the first one. Um, so, you know, oh well, it's the second episode, we'll just, you know, go with it. So there are six categories of creation myths. Creation from chaos, earth diver, emergence, exonilo, which means out of nothing, world parent, and divine twins. Um, so I'm only going to be going into a few myths in the podcast because I don't want to make it longer than I know it's actually going to be. Um, and the article for this will be up later today on my blog. And for that one, I'm going to be including one myth from each category. Um, also, a quick apology. If you hear any sort of bumps or anything while I'm recording the podcast, I do apologize. Um, just because I am recording somewhere new as well and the area that I usually record I've recently painted and it still smells like paint and it's giving me a headache. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, pretty much every culture in the world has a creation myth from Brahma to the creation story that many of us know, which is from the book of Genesis. And these are just obviously a few that I've come across and I happen to like them. Um, but if there are any creation stories that you know of, please send them to me because I would love to read them. And you can send that to the Historia Podcast and the number two at gmail.com. Uh, so our first myth is Enuma Elish, um, which I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that properly, and I'm sorry. Um, but this is an example of a creation from chaos tale. Um, and it is also known as the seven tablets of creation. And this is a Mesopotamian um, myth that actually predates the book of Genesis, which is really cool. Um, and I'll get into more information about that at the end of the myth. So... The story covers the birth of gods and humans. So in the beginning, water flowed around the world, creating chaos. And it is through this chaos that fresh water and salt water divided to create the god Apsu and the goddess Taimat. And from their union, they gave birth to many younger gods. So... These younger gods, you know, they, they they were rowdy, they got their party on and stuff like that. 
But because of that, their poor father, Upsu, could not get his work done because they kept distracting him. And my dude could not get any sleep. So, you know, these little bitch-ass kids are just causing so many problems. Um, but then here's the fucked up part. So Apsu's vizier, or visor? Visor or vizier? I've heard it's pronounced both ways. I'm just going to say it's visor. Um, Mumu, which, you know, sick name, suggested, this motherfucker suggested that he kills his own kids. And here is his wife, or partner, Taimat, who overheard their conversation, and she runs off and warns her oldest son, whose name is either Inia, which is E-N-I-A, or Ia, which is spelt E-A. And so he somehow puts his father to sleep, kills him, and then uses his body to build his house. So, you know, cool. So, Taimat at this point was just like, I just warned you that your dad was going to do this. I didn't mean for you to go and fucking kill him. So, she's she's pissed. And they're just like, you know, she's like, what the fuck am I going to do? So, she res- she gets some advice from Quingu, which if you are if you are from here in Canada, you remember that show Pingu. So every time I kept reading his name, all I heard was the little like doot noise that the character would make, which is just the cutest thing ever. So Quingu advised Taima to maybe just wage war against her own fucking kids. And to thank him, uh, Taimat gave him the Tablets of Destiny, and he she made him her champion. And by giving him these tablets, it legitimized his right to rule over the fates, and he proudly wore them as a breastplate. So, with Quingu by her side, Taimat summons the forces of chaos and 11 evil creatures to fight against her children. And so these two sides are going at it, and it's not going really well until on the side of the younger gods, their champion, Marduk, um, steps in and he vows that he's going to defeat Taimat. So, you know, cool, good on you, kid. So he defeats Quingu, and he kills Taimat by shooting an arrow at her, causing her to split in half, and from her eyes flowed the rivers Tigris and Euphrates, and her body was used to make the heavens and earth. And so I at first was just like, where are these rivers? And when I searched it up, these are two actual rivers that flow from about from like into from Turkey to about I would say maybe I couldn't remember what country but like these are long ass rivers so that was pretty cool um so Marduk then divides the duties among the gods 
and he ties the 11 evil creatures to his ankle as trophies before he eventually adds them to his home. He takes tablets from Quingood to legitimize his reign over everything. So after consulting with the god of wisdom, Ea, Marduk killed Quingu and gave his blood to him. Um, and so Ea then uses the blood to create a man called Lulu, who is in charge of maintaining order in the world. So, yeah, I mean, that one was pretty cool. So what I found out while researching this tale is that there are apparently components of this that were used in the book of Genesis. Um, and I do go into this on the article on my blog, but um, there are notes that show that archaeologists think that this story came from about 17, originated close to about 1750 BCE, that's like the earliest time that they apparently have found evidence of this story, which is, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah. So our second tale is a Cherokee creation myth that falls under the Earth Diver category. Um, and so this is, um, I thought this was really cool. So if anyone knows any sort of other like Native American creation tales, please send them to me because I would just love to learn about this stuff. Um, but yeah, so in the beginning, the world was covered with water. The animals lived in Gulati or Galunlati, which was a stone ark that was made that essentially made the sky and it was getting really crowded and the animals needed more room and so they started to wonder what was under this water so beaver's grandchild known as little water beetle which is just the cutest name ever offered to go and find out so down he goes and he swims in every possible direction, but he couldn't find a place to rest. And seeing that there was no land, little water beetle decided to dive to the bottom and he resurfaced holding mud. And that mud began to grow, creating earth. So the earth was flat, it was really soft, and it was still very wet. So the animals couldn't go down. So they waited for a while before sending out birds to find an area that was solid enough for them to settle. But they were unable to do that, and so they came right back. Eventually, they sent out the great buzzard, who is the father of all the buzzards that we see now. And as he flew, he noticed that, you know, the ground was still not hard enough for them to go down. So as he was flying, um, he came near to what would now be known as uh, Cherokee country. And he was beginning to get really tired and his wings began to hit the ground, creating valleys and mountains. And the animals were beginning to get a bit afraid that the whole world was going to end up like this, and they begged him to return. The earth eventually became dry, 
and the animals began to descend, but it was really dark. So they took, so they then took the sun and set it onto a track overhead so that every day the sun would cross the island from east to west. However, the sun was still really close to the earth, and it was so hot that red crawfish became bright red, and his meat spoiled, which, according to to the source that I read, is why the Cherokee don't eat crawfish, and I'm not sure if this is true, so if anyone knows this, please let me know, Um, because, I mean, this is, it would be really cool if it was. Um, so the medicine men decided to do something about it, so they raised the sun by several hand breaths, placing it under the sky arc, and this is why medicine men refer to the high place as the seventh height. Under our world lies another, exactly like this one, but the seasons are different. The springs that flow from the mountains were the paths that one could follow, and the sources of the springs are the doorways. But in order to enter this world, you have to fast and be led into the underworld by a person who resides there. Um, When the plants and animals first arrived, they were told that they had to stay awake for seven days. On the first night, almost all the animals stayed awake. On the second night, several animals fell asleep. On the third night, many more would fall asleep. And on the final night, only the owl, panther, and a few more animals were still awake, which is why they are the only animals with night vision. Some of the plants also fell asleep. And the only trees to stay awake were the cedar, pine, spruce, holly, and laurel tree. Um, And this is why they are always green and they are also considered to be sacred. um, Yeah, they're considered to be sacred. So the trees who failed to stay awake were told that they would lose their hair every winter. Um, Okay. So now that the plants and animals have settled down, men came to Earth. At first, it was only a brother and sister, and he um, he hit her with a fish and told her to multiply, and every seven days, she had a child, <laughs> which is just kind of like, you know sexy (laughs) um (laughs) so eventually there were so many children that they were afraid that the world would be overflowed by them and they would not have enough space and so since then women only produced one child per year (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't mean to laugh at that part it's just kind of funny just gonna like you know here's a salmon (laughs) Poom. <laughs> I laugh at my own jokes, guys. I mean, someone has to laugh. We're in fucking quarantine. Um, 
(laughs) So our third myth is a Mayan creation story, which falls under the emergence category. Um, I know that I'm going to really mess up on these names, and I'm sorry. I tried, like, learning how to, like, pronounce them, but, yeah, I'm not very good at that. Uh, So, Kukulan Khan and Tipu wanted to make creatures on Earth in their likeness. They first attempted to make man using mud, but they began to crumble. They then called upon the other gods to help them, and together they created a man out of wood. But because they had no soul, they turned against their masters and had to be destroyed by rain. Um, so a quick side note, if anybody knows how to get in contact with the Mayan gods, I would really appreciate a hookup because I know a few people that they might have missed. Just saying. Um, and they finally created a man using maize, which is corn for those. Is it corn? I'm pretty sure it's corn. I saw that, I saw that in Grown Ups. Um, but, um, yeah, maize is considered a sacred, uh, item to the mines, and it is also a staple food item, which, uh, is pretty sick. And, um, finally, we're coming to my absolute favorite creation story, and it's one that I've known for years. Um, so a little bit of a side story. I am obsessed with ancient Egypt and like, like, I mean, obviously ancient Rome, Greece, that sort of thing. But ancient Egypt is what opened, like, you know, was my introduction to history, which is why I hold, I have a very special place in my heart for ancient Egypt. Um, it's why like my tattoos are... Um, are like you know ancient Egypt-esque but yeah so this creation story is known as the Hilopotus Hilopolis sorry and is an example of the out of nothing category Um, from what I recall there are a few different creation stories and I if I'm not mistaken it's it varies upon by what area of the empire you were in at that time. Uh, so the deity Atum existed in the waters of Nu, which is the waters of chaos. Atum is the source and of elements and forces, and it is said that he emerged as one and was able to multiply. Everything began when Atum went onto the top of a mound and brought forth the air god Shu and his sister Tefnut. And um, there are a few theories as to what the phrase brought forth implies. Um, some, say, some say that it could mean that they were sneezed or spitted out. Or there's, of course, my all-time favorite. He just jizzed them out. Um, So he masturbated, in case you didn't quite understand that part. Uh, (laughs) 
So Shu and Tefnut then went on to produce Geb, the god of earth, and Nut, the goddess of the sky, and they in turn had four children, Osiris, Isis, Set, and Nephetus. Um, and then, of course, many of you know this whole story of Osiris, which I will get in. I will do a whole thing about Osiris and all that. I'm not sure if I'm going to make that an extra episode on Patreon or if I'll do that here just yet, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, all right, everyone. So that is our first episode. Sorry, first. <laughs> that's our second episode. Um, you can find the Historia podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And you can find links to our Patreon, Instagram, blog, and all that other sort of fancy shit in the description below. Um, I've also included my affiliate links um, for some of the books and stuff that I've used. Um, so with the affiliate program, if you purchase anything using those links... I get a very small commission at no extra cost to you. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach out to me at the Historia Podcast number two at uh, gmail.com. So um, yeah, we've got a few bonus episodes coming out in the next, I think, week or two um, on Patreon. I think, no next yeah but in about like five days ish or so i've got a few um episodes coming out on that so please do become a patron i absolutely love you if you do and um be sure to follow our uh the instagram account because i've started doing a um like a daily history post so you can get like a little bit of history every day And obviously, to stay on top of some of the new things that are happening with the blog, I post the um, the announcements of when new blog uh, new episodes are coming out there. So please be sure to watch. All right, every guy. Uh, all right, everyone. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and I will see you all on the next episode. Bye bye.